And we're back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, May the 24th, 2022. Coming at you from Champaign, Illinois, my name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel, I'm doing well. I'm coming at you as usual from Brooklyn, New York. My hot take tonight is that we we should we can no sorry my hot take tonight is that we will get Raphael Devers to guest on this podcast. Oh and, yes, and bear with me, I'll tell you why. Uh, a couple of days ago, there was big news out of you know for Boston that Devers did a post game interview in English. Um, with the local WEEI Red Sox radio network, the local radio broadcast. Uh-huh. And he's buddies. So, you know, there's on that broadcast, there's that guy that me and Eli hate. Yeah, that you don't know. Hey. Yeah, Will Fleming. I hate that. Will dude. Fleming. Uh, okay. Fuck you, yeah. Will Fleming. Yeah, I tweeted at him the other day, actually. Okay. I was like, no one gives a shit about your fucking golf game, Will Fleming. Um <laughs> Because it'll be like the middle of the game, he'll just start talking about golf and like all the famous people that he goes golfing with. It's fucking ridiculous. Anyway, he he endeavors. He's a fluent Spanish speaker. Him endeavors are good pals, and um and he does a lot of interviews with Devers after the game, where he'll ask the questions in English and in Spanish, and then Devers will answer it in Spanish and he'll translate it into English. But the other day. He was asking the questions in English and in Spanish, and Devers was answering them in English. And it's a big deal because he doesn't really do that. He's a conversational English speaker, apparently, and can communicate. You know, he he speaks English pretty well, Okay. um, but is, like, really self-conscious about it. So he doesn't like to do it during interviews. And so, like, when Alex Cora heard that he did this, he literally did, like, a a fist pump. You know, he, like, was like, yeah! And... Uh, apparently, apparently, JD Martinez has really been trying to coach Devers to do more interviews in um, English because he's like a really, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, he's a he's a personality, you know what I mean? And like, there's a belief that, and you know, yeah, JD and Verdugo have been telling him they're like, you start doing interviews in English, and that could mean, you know, a hundred million dollars on your next contract or yeah. something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like. It's a really big deal for him and for, you know, the Red Sox and all the rest. So, and then they asked him why he did that, like why he was all of a sudden doing this interview in English. And he's like, oh, it's because it's the radio and nobody can see me. So, ergo, get him to come on the podcast because there's no video component. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. Let's get FIL Devils on this podcast. That is an interesting point because it makes me think about what we talked about Shohei Otani like a year ago, I think it was. Mm -hmm. Stephen A. Smith on ESPN was saying that the barrier of preventing Shohei Otani from being a true superstar was his his language. Yeah. Eli, I had a conversation with Eli recently where he said the same thing and he was like, it's because he's Asian that he's not a bigger superstar. And I, you know, my argument to that was like, he's the biggest superstar in baseball. Right. Asian or English speaking or not, you know. 
But when you bring it to devils, and maybe this is my own like biases coming out, because when you start talking about devils, that makes sense because he's hilarious. Right. A huge amount of charisma. He's one of, if not the best, one of the best. I'm not going to say he's the best player in the AL, but one of MVP candidate in the American league there's no yeah. reason why he should not be a superstar in major league baseball right except well and apparently like apparently he's a real he's got a real big personality and it doesn't come across it and you can get it across when he speaks english but it doesn't come across through a translator essentially well we're watching baseball right now the red sox are up on the white sox 13 to 2? Is that right? 16 to 2. Oh, Jesus. What just happened? Vasquez hit a three run home run. <laughs> Fuck. All right. This game is stupid. <laughs> anyway, but uh, the it, fifth it, inning, too. It, yeah, fifth inning. <laughs> Red Sox is this is, The game is halfway over right now. <laughs> uh, but Devos was on first base and he kept getting checked, right? Dylan C's kept throwing back to first base. This is like the second inning, I think. Mm-hmm. And Devos was hilarious about it. Like, he would, like, lunge back to first base and be safe and then, like, lounge there for a second. You know, <laughs> take his time getting up. And J.D. Martinez would have been at bat, right? Yep. So J.D. Martinez had something like a 16 pitch at bat yeah and devos kept they kept putting him in a hit and run and he kept running and martinez kept fouling it off right tim anderson he's a shortstop but he was manning second base and every time devos would sprint to second base realize that it had been fouled off say something hilarious to tim anderson that would make him laugh and then slowly jog back to first base. It was like a really funny comedy routine he had going. And then I think J.D. Martinez walked or something like that. Yeah, it was a walk. That was the first inning. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I agree with you. So he's not on Twitter. How can we reach out to Devos here? That's a good question. He's not on Twitter? I'm not that I can tell. He's probably on Instagram. Okay, yeah, good point. Okay. Or no, he's probably on TikTok because he's young. Yeah. <coughs> That's I owe Devos. Yeah. None of us, none of our elderly forms of social media are going to reach him. We have to, maybe I'll see if he's on Snapchat. Show sure he's on Snapchat. Hey, everybody. My, my name's Joel. I'm coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. Uh, my hot take is about college football. Oh. Uh huh. I've got blast from the past. Yeah, my my hot take is that there is no pettier, bitchier, backstabbing group of human beings on the world on the planet Earth than college football head coaches. Uh, All okay. they do is talk shit about each other and go behind each other's backs. To betray one another. This started because Alabama head coach Nick Saban gave a press conference where he accused Texas A&M 
of quote unquote buying all of the recruits this year because Texas A&M had the number one recruiting class in the uh-huh. country and Alabama had only the number two recruiting class. Wow. So Nick Saban said Texas A&M couldn't have done that if they hadn't paid off all of their players, which is now legal through right now. But that caused Texas A&M coach Jimbo Fisher to call a press conference like the coach said there's going to be a press conference and deny everything that Nick Saban had accused him of and then say he's not going to talk to Nick Saban again. And we're, we're not friends anymore. We're not friends anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And this is like so this is like desperate housewives of Atlanta. That's what I was going to say. It's like <laughs> can we get all of these guys in like during the off season to live in a big mansion together. Yeah. And just like and just give them so much wine, you know, just like unlimited wine. That's exactly what it is. They're just bitching at each other constantly. And these are fucking college football coaches are like, you know, tough guy machismo is entirely their shtick, you know. We come to Alabama to play the right way, blah, 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 blah. Like, no, no, you are pissed that this guy was talking shit about you and then you call a press conference to say he's not your friend anymore <laughs> and he's not invited to the bachelor party. Yeah, you're not coming. I mean, you're not getting a Christmas card this year, yeah. Nick. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I also think there's an old, you know, 30 Rock. There's an old 30 Rock line of like, nobody cares about their hair more than Republican men. Right. You know, it's something like that, that these guys, these 60-year-old white guys, they all have perfectly quaffed hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. Even in the third quarter in 90-degree humidity in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, they've got enough hairspray to make sure their hair doesn't get out of line. Right. That's what's happening right now. It's yeah, their self-image. I think that I think that we need to dump on the ump presents the real head coaches of the SEC or something like that. You know, exactly right. <laughs> we that, just got to get a just that, like an old, just like an old weird mansion in the bayou somewhere. You know, well, they all have massive homes. They're all the richest people in their state, or the right. richest, you know. In, I believe it's 48 out of 50 American states, the highest paid public employee in that state is the college football coach. The two exceptions, last time I checked, were New Hampshire and Minnesota because the highest hockey coaches. coaches. Right, but there was another state where it was the president of some college. Yeah, there was one state where it wasn't a coach, it was, but it was also a college person. Yeah. Would it be Vermont? No. Oh yeah, maybe. Actually, maybe it was Vermont because we don't even you, we don't even pay our hockey coach that well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was Vermont. 
And it was like... But anyway, I mean, you know, the highest paid public employee is still far from the richest person in each state, I would say. Right. No, I would yeah. say that there's like a lot of, you know, you know, I don't know what the big industry in Alabama is, but... That's a good question. I actually think it's NASA now. NASA? Yeah, like like rocket rocketry. Right. Mm-hmm. And military spending. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Nick Saban makes I want I'll I'll Google this. He makes between five and fifteen million dollars a year on this contract. Right. You know, like they're not they're not billionaires. The whole the whole hypocrisy is that they're comp- nine point five million. What? Nine point five million. Nine point five million, yeah. Which is enough. Nine point five million dollars is a lot of money. But the yeah, problem I would love to have that kind of money. They're complaining about their players finally getting paid. Okay, you ready for this? Yep. Alabama's wealthiest man, Jimmy Rain, has a net worth of nine hundred million dollars. The state is one of seven that have no billionaires. Really? Rain, aka the yellow fella of great southern wood preserving, made his fortune by building building the modest family business into a billion dollar company. What's the business? Uh, great southern wood preserving. I'll look it up. Timbu, probably. Interesting. Um, I do want to. So. I have a big news for everybody. School is out for summer, and I am oh, hell yeah. excited. I do have work tomorrow, but there are no kids tomorrow. Like, the kids are done. This is great. So, you know, now I'm just going to be drinking and watching baseball for the next three months, which is amazing. One thing I want to get back to is our targeted episodes including the Your Ono Sucks episodes, where basically we talk about how terrible rich people are and how, like, absolutely horrendously they made their wealth and their fortune. Pressure-treated wood. Yeah. Oh, pressure-treated wood. Yeah. Huh. I mean, like, there is a timber industry in Alabama. I knew that. But I'm surprised that the richest guy in Alabama is about pressure-treated wood. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to build a deck, right? Yeah, that's true. Everybody's got to build the deck. Hmm, interesting. Um, <clears throat> hey, our regular third Thomas is not here tonight. Uh, I'm assuming he's got family things to do. He's also not here because the Red Sox swept the Mariners last. I, I was worried that's what it was about, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure he's not happy about that. Uh, Sam, are the Red Sox finally putting their shit together? Yeah, the Red Sox are starting to look like the team that I was expecting them to be at the beginning of the season. So they're just hitting the shit out of the ball um, and doing their damage really in the top half of their order, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Trevor Story's hit, I think, 
seven or eight home runs in the past week. Um, the um, uh, you know Devers and Bogarts and JD Martinez have been hitting the ball all year long, but Kike Hernandez has started to hit the ball. Um, somehow, this guy, uh, what's his name? We were just talking about him. Um, Cordero. Franchi Cordero hit a walk off Grand Slam the other night. He's been hitting, he's been, he hasn't been hitting the ball that well, but I'd say that his, his on base percentage is around 400 because he walks all the time. He's been taking a lot of, um, playing time away from Bobby Dalback, but Dalback's been hitting the ball okay also recently. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., I think he hit his first home run of the year just in that in that Mariner series. Um, and Kristen Vasquez just hit a home run against you guys just now. So, yeah, it's all starting to come together offensively. The pitching has been pretty good all year. The 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 blue bullpen blew a, another save uh, against the Mariners, or maybe they blew two saves in games we ended up winning. Uh-huh. Um, but the offense, you know, I, the Red Sox were always going to be an offense first team, and you know, starting pitching has been good. It's been sneaky good. So yeah, Pavetta, after a really bad start to the season, seems like he's putting his shit together a little bit. Yeah, he had a complete game last time out. Um, who else? Yvonne. Michael Waka just came off the DL. He pitched. He kind of had a rough game. Garrett Whitlock got lit up by the Mariners, and that was the first time this year. But that's you know that'll happen. Um, and then Evaldi, who gave up five home runs in one inning right. to the Astros in his last time out. You know, I think he gave up another home run, but he pitched pretty well. So yeah. He gave up two runs, I think, in five or six innings. So we'll take that, you know. Yeah, it's looking good. The Red Sox, um, and you know, the Red Sox have been lighting up good pitchers too. They've scored six runs off your boy or more, seven runs off your boy in this game, yeah. in three innings, and then they, uh, you know, lit up Robbie Ray, and then there was another guy. I don't know. I guess they scored that guy pitched pretty well for the Mariners. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the whole thing about that four-game sweep is that they were competitive games for the most. Right. Yeah. Unlike this, it's now sixteen to three Red Sox over the White Sox, which is. Oh man, you're hurting me again. Yeah, uh, Tim Anderson's gonna get an OBI here. Oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so we'll keep an eye open on that one. Uh. Shout out to everybody. A lot of people listened to our last episode because it was a really good episode. So thanks to everybody who listened to that. Shout out to, oops, wrong button. Uh, Queens, go Mets, go Mets. Although the Mets, man, they've got Scherzer and DeGrom on the IL right now. Yeah. Uh, They're running into some fucking unfortunate shit. Uh, yeah, I believe that Chris Bassett is good enough to step in and take over a, a role as an ace on that staff, though. I like um, 
And if they can keep hitting well enough, I think that Scherzer's not out for too long. Is he for three no, weeks, yes. something like that? Yeah, both DeGrom and Scherzer will both be back before the end of June. Okay. So that's not super soon, I guess. No, no four weeks, I think. Right. Uh, but pitching injuries are never good. Right. Yeah. And, you know, the Mets and are just one injury away from just completely part right. usually so. Yeah. Queens, New the- Portland, Oregon, Champaign, Illinois, Mountain View, California, Northbrook, Illinois, Dunfermline, England. That's a new one. L.A., California, Trumansburg, New York, Hardwick, Yep. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Ashburn, Virginia, Buffalo, New York, Providence, Rhode Island, Chicago, Illinois, Lake Charles, Louisiana. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Continue to listen. Listen to us on Apple, iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, they they reinstated our original Twitter, so we're back at Dump on the Yelp. So that's good. See if I can get us suspended again. Try I'm not. sure you can. I'm sure I can. <laughs> Maybe I'll do it for you. Yeah, do it. Just talk. Don't piss me off because I'm then just going to jump on Twitter and get us banned. Yeah. And this time it'll stick. The surest way to get banned is to be mean to rich people on the internet. Yeah. Yeah. Because they don't have any fucking skin at all. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. I wanted to talk. Actually, Sam, are you ready to talk about tennis? Yeah, I can talk about some tennis. Let's talk about some tennis. This is a baseball podcast, but sometimes we talk about tennis. Right. So I'm, I like tennis. Uh, the French Open's going on right now. I don't really have anything to say about that, um, except for that there's this new Spanish guy. I don't know if he's, I don't know what he's done, but uh, there's this new Spanish clay court superstar, 19 year old kid who my parents, who are big tennis people, are like, uh, they think he's the next big thing. Um, anyway, uh, the, French Open's going on right now, but I don't want to talk about the French Open. I want to talk about Wimbledon. I'm, I'm sure that since this is a baseball pod, podcast, a good number of you are not aware of what's been going on in England in the tennis world. Uh, but Wimbledon uh, decided kind of unilaterally without discussing it with the WTA or the, I don't know what the men's, ATP, I think. Yeah. The, you know, the governing tennis bodies, without discussing with them, they decided to ban all Russian and Belarusian um, good tennis players. Right. Which seems kind of like a no-brainer. However, the international tennis bodies presumably get a shitload of money from Russia, I would assume. Yep. And so yeah. they are... No Putin fronts. The ATP yeah. the WTA basically run by Putin. Right. Yeah, it's a it's a fucking it's shameful really. But so what they've done is they have removed Wimbledon from the points system. So international tennis rankings are based on points and the four majors give you the most points. They're all worth 2000 points if you win, I yeah. guess. Um yes. 
Right, exactly. So, um, but the but because they ban Russian and Belarusian players, the ATP has said, "Oh no, we're not going to let we're not going to award points for Wimbledon right. because that wouldn't be fair to my buddy Putin, right. who and Medvedev, who's in charge of me. The the dude is Medvedev. Med, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly. The Russian, he's, right, like, he's like world number six or something yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so anyway, that's a big deal. Cause this is a major, this is like a, this is an open, this is a, this is like, and Wimbledon, it's the only grass court one. It's the oldest one. I'm pretty sure. Right. Um, it's like Wimbledon's the shit, you know? Right. And the only one we have to wear dumb white clothes. Right. Exactly. Yep. Um, which I like, I actually, sorry, right, let me put it this way. I actually like that Wimbledon has like weird esoteric rules of like you have to wear your shorts this high yeah. on you. You know, I know that there are like culturally significant reasons why they do that, but I think it's cool and funny. Yeah, and everyone I went to Wimbledon once actually when I was a kid. It was pretty fantastic. Cool. Um yeah, it was really cool. And everyone there is drinking champagne and eating strawberries. That's like the Wimbledon thing, champagne and strawberries. It's like super douchey. It's um, like most orgy ever been to. <laughs> you can't, yeah, there's like a bunch of rules. You can't shout. You can't, you can only clap. You can't cheer. You know, it's like, uh, there's a lot of rules. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's the one. It's like, yeah. For the players, at least, it's the ultimate kind of one. Well, um, so the big four are U.S., Australia, France, and Wimbledon. Yeah, correct. Okay. And, like, the U.S. Open in C- City Field? No. What? No, it's in the same. It's right across the park from City Field. It's in Queens. It's in Queens. Yeah, in Flushing. It's gotten kind of a thing where the fans have kind of gotten rowdy last couple of years right well the fans have always been kind of rowdy because so i went to wimbledon and then the next major open that i went to was the u.s open it's the only other one i went to but it was like a couple years later and i went to the u.s open wimbledon was first then i went to the u.s open i was like whoa this shit is wild you know like people are going getting after it here yeah Um, because you know it's queens (laughs) (laughs) it's queens Right? It's like people are throwing batteries down there. <laughs> I love Queens. Better than the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, definitely better than the Bronx. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, the point is, um, I forget what my point was. Oh, so Bless surprise, you. surprise, big, big booster of the ATP and WTA's decision. Um, What's his name? Uh, anti-vax champ. Oh, um, Djokovic. Djokovic, yeah. right? Djokovic, Djokovic, who's like, you know, in the past has been very anti-war and pretty quiet on this war going on right now because yeah. he's, he's Serbian. Serbian, okay. Yeah, and he like grew up. There was like war going on when he was growing up. Yeah, um, So. Anyway, he had a big interview where he's like, oh, yeah, the WTA and the ATP, they did the right thing. They did the right thing. Yeah. And, but he's still going to go play in Wimbledon. A lot of people have talked about not playing in 
because there's no points awarded. Oh. So anyway, it's like a punishment. The ATP is punishing Wimbledon for not allowing Russians to play. Right. Vladimir Putin is forcing the ATP to punish Wimbledon for not allowing Russian play and Belarusian players to play. That's what it is. Nobody cares about the Belarusian players. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If, if Wimbledon was like, okay, the Russian players could play, but the Belarusian players <laughs> cannot play, the WTA would be like, okay, points are back. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, one of the, like, tennis is one of those international sports where Russia is consistently competitive, right? No. I mean, the women's Russia has been more competitive than in the men's. I'm not, like, this Russian guy who's good now, I can't think of another Russian. I mean, I don't know this guy's name, but I don't know. Something that did you have. Not, right. Yeah. And also, like, a lot, like uh, what's her name? Sharapova. Maria Sharapova, she played as a Russian, but I think she was like... She's like American. She's like American. She grew up in the States, I think. I mean, I think she moved to the States to start training in tennis when she was mm -hmm. like nine years old or something. Right. She's from Miami, so... From Miami, but she played under Russia's... Right, exactly. Flag. Yeah. Right, like Osaka is American also. She plays as Japanese. It's Japanese, um, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, basically, okay. I mean, I've got nothing to add except that the uh, two tennis federations are Russian fronts and they're funded. Spineless Russian bootlickers yeah. is what they are. Well, they're funded by Putin's buddies who, you know, the black money oligarchs who are like, yeah, let's, you know, go to right. Monaco and watch a tennis match and bet on it and eat oysters and shit like right. that. They're always eating oysters, fuckers. Yeah, and caviar. Caviar. And caviar, yeah. Right. We had a whole episode about caviar. Check it out. Uh, so, I don't know if you've got any insight into what's actually going to happen here, though, because uh, Nadal is not favored to win the French Open for the first time in, like, 20 years. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, I believe he's competing, but he is not the favorite. Like, we've got kind of a weird turning of the guards in tennis right now. With yeah, well, Nadal's getting pretty old. Yeah, and Federer's even older than Nadal. Yeah, by a couple and years. Djokovic is a member of QAnon. Right. Then what? He, he is QAnon. He's cute, on. And then there's what Andy Murray. He's that. Is he even? He's pretty old too. Yeah. Uh, there's this Greek guy, Sissipas. Okay. He's, um, he's he's in the top three, I think, right now. Oh, men mended mendivedev. That's who I was trying to. Yeah. He's number two, actually. Yeah, that's why. That's why Putin is like, no, you gotta let my boy. My boy win. Right. You got to get my boy in there. Yeah. Um, Who is the 17-year-old yeah. uh, Spanish kid? Do we know his name yet? 
Yeah, I'm looking at him right now. Carlos Alcaraz. Alcaraz. Oh, Alcatraz. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was listening to a different podcast that made exactly that joke. Sorry, other podcast. <laughs> Carlos Alcaraz, 19 years old, born in 2003. God, how does that make you feel? Uh, if this year, if you were born after 9-11, you can drink. Yeah, that makes me feel less old than this guy who's made five and a half million dollars playing tennis over the last two years, who's 19 years old and born in 2003. <laughs> the highest ranked American man, Riley Opelka. Don't 17. I don't know who that is either. Um, oh no, sorry, Taylor Henry Fritz. Don't know who that is either, but he That's is good. that sounds like a revolutionary war hero, yeah. yeah. He is, um, 24, born in the 90s, like a decent human being, <clears throat> and um, he's 14. <laughs> so He's not 14 years old. He's ranked 14th. <laughs> okay. Born in the 90s, 14 years old. Where's Nadal ranked? Nadal is fifth. Okay. So, so the top five are Djokovic is number one, Medvedev, Medvedev uh, you know, the Russian oppressor, we call him. Uh, is number two Alexander Zverev? Too many V's in these names. He's from Germany. He's third. Stefan Stefanos Sissipas is Greek. That Greek guy. Mm -hmm. He's fourth, and then Nadal is fifth, and then this nineteen-year-old uh, Spanish guy is sixth, and then there's another Russian who's seventh. Yeah, that makes sense. How long did the French Open last? I don't know. Not as long as the NBA Finals, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, so we'll have to get back to this because I'm really curious. Yeah, it's only the first round. is. I think the second round starts today or yeah. tomorrow. Um, oh, I can bet on this. Maybe I will. You can bet on anything. Yeah. Um. The women's God, I've got to start paying attention to tennis again. I don't no, recognize you, any you of these. You don't ladies. really have to pay attention to tennis. Well, no, I like tennis though. You like tennis. Yeah. I don't like tennis is for me one of those sports where I watch it and I'm like, oh, I understand the amazing amount of athletic talent it takes to do this. And I'm right. fucking bored. Right. Well, that's like, you know, if you didn't watch baseball regularly, you would think the same thing about baseball. You sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, okay. you gotta, you kind of gotta like watch it a bit and then it becomes like really intense. Yeah. Because it's like, it's a really intense game, you know? Sure. Uh, I had a friend, Benjamin, who he was my roommate in 2008, 2009, and he's from France. Right, this guy who's number six in the world in tennis would have been five years old at that time. Cool, five, great. <laughs>
Thank Just you for the, Thank for the record. Thank you for that. That helps. That's helpful. <laughs> and Benjamin was a huge tennis fan. And he also was like really into rugby. We actually, because yeah. I could talk rugby with him, uh, rowing, like like crew, uh-huh. soccer, obviously soccer, right, and cricket, like uh-huh. like these sports. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, uh, but it was really good. Like that was a good cultural exchange thing and then i'd make him watch baseball games and he'd be like this is the most boring game no yeah. he's wrong but tennis he's right about tennis tennis is a good game yeah what is uh, the he, boring game? Golf? he lives in queens right yeah he lives in queens so he's in the right place for tennis in this country i'll text him maybe he'll be going to that to the uso i'm i actually think he has gone to the uso Open. I think that if you're a tennis fan, I, tickets aren't that expensive. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. I didn't um, know. Like you, yeah. U.S. Open tickets. Yeah, and there's different tiers. Like you got to buy. You can get a ticket to the grounds that gives you access, because like they only show the big matches, the big you know ones on TV that are in the big grand, you know, the big stadiums. Yeah, and those tickets are kind of expensive, but you can get like a grounds ticket for um just for you know whatever uh that all the all the courts kind of surrounding those where the lower level people are playing against each other and you can catch some really good matches there too yeah okay like, and those tickets are not that expensive wait is serena williams in the fringe open yeah, i don't know i'm not sure Bet you she is. Or like that's the other thing is that the female, the women players, are probably a bigger draw right now than the male players. In the states, maybe. Oh, good point. God damn it! This game is still sixteen to three in the bottom of the six. This game is ridiculous, and Pavetta is still pitching. Yeah. He's pitching pretty well. Right. Um, let's wrap up tennis and talk about racism. Sure. Yeah. But let's come back to tennis. Like, like, let's uh, put a pin in this conversation because I want to come back to this. Yeah, I'll have some more French Open stuff next week. There hasn't really been anything going on. The big news is that, you know, Putin forced the ATP to ban, like, essentially annex Wimbledon which really they shouldn't be able to do right exactly yeah Yeah. but but there's a lot of dark money getting shuffled around right there yeah yeah anyway the the takeaway from this story is that the ATP and the WTA are just spineless toadies of Russia exactly yeah yeah yeah. Anyone who's listening to this podcast, that's all you really need to know from this segment. Yeah, FBI. That's what we're saying. Spineless, weak, real bootlickers. This used to be a pro-Putin podcast, but now yeah. we're very vehemently anti-Putin. Podcast. Oh, we're no bootlickers, Joel. That's all I'm saying. I agree. 
I I one hundred percent fucking agree. <sighs> Why are there so many bootlickers out there, Sam? Yeah. Well, and also you'll notice that Russia is no longer um, on our list of yeah. We've lost a cities. lot. Of, we've lost a lot of viewership since the invasion of Ukraine. Yeah. Because Putin is no longer a pro, a pro Putin, dump on the um, dictator. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was We're a, no longer a pro Putin podcast. And yeah. Putin is no longer a pro dump on the um, dictator. That's. He's that's like, the, I used to name? love these guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, so, New York Yankees third baseman Josh Donaldson. Started a firestorm during the Yankees' 7-5 victory over the White Sox last Saturday. During the game, Donaldson referred to Tim Anderson as, quote-unquote, Jackie, in reference to Jackie Robinson. This incident led to both teams chirping at each other, and eventually the benches cleared with Anderson having to be restrained by his teammates. Yesterday, Major League Baseball suspended Donaldson for one game, which makes us ask, Question, Sam, why does uh, Rob Manfred even give a shit about this incident at all? Oh, he doesn't. He doesn't. Right. No, he doesn't care. You know, Rob Manfred's probably a horrible racist himself. Right. Probably. Yeah, I think he does. And the parallel that I was thinking of is they say that Roger Goodell, the commissioner of the NFL, is only out there to defend the shield. He's only out there to defend the, what's the word I'm looking for? The owners? The owners, yes. But the image of the NFL. Right. The thing that Rob Manfred is interested in is defending the image of Major League Baseball. No, he doesn't care about that. Why not? Well, because like this whole negotiation like the whole uh, like owners locking out the players. Like if he gave a shit about the about the image of baseball, he wouldn't have done that. Like everybody in the world, the media, all of the fans, everyone was anti was on the side of the players in those negotiations. Right. And they did not give a shit. They plowed their bullshit deal through anyway. Um, and we're real fucking scumbaggy assholes about it. Uh, yeah. And they don't give a shit about the image of baseball. They don't care. It's not about the game to them. It's about the money, which, you know, as we said a million times during those podcasts about the lockout, the money in baseball is in the value of teams, which is seemingly the most sure investment you can make as a billionaire. So why did he suspend Josh Donaldson? Uh, you know, toe the toe the line. Well, toe the line of the woke rage. You know. <laughs> Here's my thing: is that he was worried about what might happen, right? Because I, I was playing this through my mind. Now, if if MLB didn't do anything, and we texted a little bit about this, Sam, the White Sox would have had to plunk Josh Donaldson. I think they probably still do. 
but they don't play the Yankees again this year in the regular season. Oh, they don't. They don't. They're done playing the Yankees. Well, I mean, I think anyone can, anyone should have to plunk them. I think everyone should fucking plunk that a hole. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like screw one right into his fucking ear and then yell Black Lives Matter at him. You know what I mean? But another team's not going to do that. You don't think so? I don't. Maybe it's not enough black players. That's what it is. Black players, yeah. Yeah, there's not enough African American players for Rob Manfred to really give a shit. Right? Like maybe if there was another series between the Yankees and the White Sox this year, they'd be like, okay, you can't plunk Josh Donaldson. But we talk like at what level? Okay. Because on some level, I'm like, no, don't plunk people because it's stupid and dumb. But in this context, you, you got to fucking hit it. You got right. You first of all, Joel, I got to call bullshit on that because you wanted them to plunk that one guy for the Guardians who had eight RBIs off of the guy. Yes, that's true, Josh. <laughs> yeah, you're screaming for blood at that guy. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is, uh, you know, I think that, and the thing, you know, I'm not a Tony LaRusa fan, but what I will say is if you guys face the Yankees again, he's going to put Joe Kelly on the mound yeah. and say, give him 101 miles an hour right in the fucking ribs. You know what I mean? <clears throat> it's going to be the ALDS. Or... Could or be the first next, round. Or next year. Or it could be the first round. What do we call in the first round? I don't know. Division wow. series? Yeah, maybe? Yeah. No. Yeah, DS. It'd be the DS. It'd be the or D- the wild card. Or the wild card. Yeah. Would you that would be awesome. I would actually love Tony LaRusso if he did that. In a yeah. playoff game, like I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, okay, yeah. Fucking Give it to him right in the ribs. 101 miles an hour, Joe Kelly. Yeah. Like, Joe Kelly. They, bring, <clears throat> they bring Josh Donaldson, comes to the plate, and he comes out and makes a pitching change. You know what I mean? <laughs> he just throws one pitch, just one pitch right at him. <laughs> Joe Kelly will do it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that makes me happy. Oh, that makes me really happy. And now I think he needs to do it. I think that Tony LaRusso would do it, too. I think he would, too. And that's something, like, you know I'm not a Tony LaRusso fan, but he came out, and and what Tony LaRusso said that Tim Anderson didn't say was, this was racist. Right. Like, Tony LaRusso was like, yeah, Donaldson was being racist. Yeah. So I, I, I respect LaRusso for backing up his guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a that was an incident. Can you give me a little more context on why Tim Anderson in that interview referred to himself as today's Jackie Robinson? Yeah. Because that was that was Donaldson's defense, right? Right. Donaldson's full of shit, but right. You, but no, I'm. You know, it could be that he thinks that that's a funny joke. Like, regardless of why I, he said I, it, it's I, still I, racist. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a racist joke. Yeah. So it was a thing in 2019. It was an interview that Tim Anderson gave, 
And he did say, I feel like I'm the new Jackie Robinson. Right. Because uh, there's no black players in the league. He's like the only black right. player in the right. league. Right. right. And then he, he definitely said, not, he definitely then said, not in the sense of, you know, the civil rights issues, but in being a uh, symbol, like a, a oh, not symbol, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, someone that black kids can look up to. Right, because there aren't a lot of, of African-American black, players. Role model. And then he also talked about he wanted to make baseball fun again. Right. And and that's why he invoked Jackie Robinson, because he's like, I want to change the game in a way that I think Jackie Robinson did. So did he compare himself to Jackie Robinson? Yes. Did he say, I'm the new Jackie Robinson? No. Right. Did he like? But, I mean, even so, it's not okay for a white player to right. then mock him about it. Like, and someone else on Twitter put this really well. Um, do you remember the movie The Royal Tenenbaums? Sure. Yeah. So there's a scene in that where Gene Hackman's character is like uh, accosting Danny Glover's character, like uh-huh. Glover's dating. Gene Hackman's ex. Right. And he calls Danny Glover Coltrane. Uh-huh. And this post on Twitter was like, that's exactly what Josh Donaldson did to Tim Anderson. Like, yeah. what? What? Coltrane is a great jazz artist. Why are you mad that I'm competing? But yeah. Like, what? Jackie Robinson is a great baseball player. Why are you mad that I'm competing? No. Fuck you. What am I going to call you? Babe Ruth? Like, like what's... It, it was racist. Right, because yeah. Babe Ruth was a huge racist. That's... <laughs> Babe Ruth wasn't that <laughs> Whatever. Fucking... Oh, that's what he should have done. Whatever, Otis Wagner. <laughs> Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb. Yep. Here's my here's my thing that I worry about is that I'm worried about Major League Baseball punishing Donaldson for this because I don't want Major League Baseball to be the arbiter of these kind of ethical or moral issues. Right. Yeah. You got to wait for him in the parking lot. You got to wait, like, what she did with Lucas Giolito. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is something to be like, no, like, Rob Manfred, you don't get to decide this. That this is a finished thing. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah that's a good way to put it. Right, you don't get to close the door on this because this is not okay. Yeah. But I don't know, you know, what's the answer? Plunking him. Medium in Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mob justice. 
Right. And then so but the thing is, is that like even above and beyond what Donaldson does, like, you know, they're like, oh, well, he incited a bench's clearing brawl. So we're suspending him for one game. Right. Whatever. That's like a crock of horse shit. But the thing is, is that then everybody in Yankee Stadium was chanting Jackie at Tim Anderson every time he came to the plate because Yankees fans are a bunch of fucking racists. Yes. Um, I'm glad you bled. And homophobes, too. Because it's like Josh Donaldson empowered the racists at Yankee Stadium to, like, just chant that shit, you know? Yep. And that was the thing. And, like, where's the punishment for that? And we had already whatever happened between the Yankees and the Cleveland Guardians that caused Miles Straw to leap into, you know, to attempt to climb the outfield wall to get at Yankee fans. Right. And then last year, when Yankee fans threw shit, I think it was a baseball at Verdugo. Right. And and they had to, like, clear the field because of that. Yankee fans are a fucking problem right now. Yeah. Yeah. They are. It's pretty disgusting, actually. Like, they've always been a problem, but the last season and a half, it's getting worse. Yeah. And somebody... Well, fans have been getting worse since they were not allowed into the stadiums. Yeah. Um, and, like, everyone being locked in their house for a year is really kind of <clears throat> just spent a year on the internet being able to be as racist as they want to be, and no one can do anything about it. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you know, it wasn't okay for Donaldson to call him Jackie. And it's like really, really not okay for the fans to then start chanting that. And if I'm like, you know, if I'm any other black baseball player on the Yankees, I don't know, Aaron Judge, right? He's African-American. Um, he, he didn't. And, and to and, uh, Judge's credit and to Aaron Boone's credit. John Carlos Stanton also, like. If I'm I those guys, like said anything, both right. judge but and they're black is what I'm saying. Judges, oh, I don't know about Stanton. Oh no, he's American. He's from here, I think. I thought he was like from the DR. Yeah, maybe. Uh, but both Judge and Boone said Josh Donaldson should not have done what he did. Right. But they didn't, like, condemn it. They are just like, oh, he probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, he's from L.A. Oh, okay. Born in the 80s, thank God. <laughs> Best thing about Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> uh, it's going to get worse. It's never going to get better. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What are you looking up right now? Oh, nothing. I was just looking up where Giancarlo Stanton was from. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, if I'm a black baseball player and my teammate is doing that, I mean, I don't know. I guess I can't speak for one. Sure. <laughs> um, but I just, you know, I mean, you know, here's hoping this is what the fall of the Yankees, you know. Right. Wait, did like, they? As, as a baseball fan, this is like what we can hope that this is the beginning of the end for the 2022 New York Yankees. Yep. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, um, 
Did they lose? Because I mean, that shit's not okay. Like, well, and nobody likes Josh Donaldson. Like that guy fucking sucks. Yeah. Like I don't care if he's a racist or not. I don't. Oh my god, that's the other thing. The New York sports media is absolutely terrible because they immediately came to the defense. WFAN and the New York Post immediately came to the defense of Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Like, fuck these guys. It's so bad. And they were asking the same goddamn questions. Like, well, if Tim Anderson were really offended, why didn't he do anything about it? And we don't know what's in Josh Donaldson's heart, if he's racist or not. Right. It's just like, fuck you guys. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Oh. <laughs> Which is like, I don't know. I, I don't know if this is a good point or not, but I was like, you know, if this had happened between the White Sox and Kansas City, nobody would have noticed. You know, if right. if Whit Mayfield had said something, you know, vaguely racist at Tim Anderson. And let's be honest, his name is Whit, so right. there's a good chance that Just he white, might have. Yeah, one letter away from white. Uh, it, it, it became a thing because it was the Yankees. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think in the times that we're living in, that sort of stuff doesn't get swept under the rug regardless of where it happens. Yeah, you might be right. I mean, you know, it was in Kansas City where that guy said that San Francisco was the homo capital of the world or whatever it was that he said. He lost his job. You know, that was a, that was a big thing. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was kind of funny. And that was, you know, what? That was... Chiefs? Is that the Chiefs? Or was that baseball? That was baseball. No, that was baseball. That was, that was the Royals and Royals Giants. Giants, yeah. Yeah. No, because I think they were about to go to San Francisco. They were about to go to San Francisco. Yeah. I don't know who they were playing at the time, but they were not playing the Giants at the time. They were playing right. somebody completely unrelated. Oh fuck, the Yankees won. Yeah, I saw that. Damn, in the bottom of the 11th. Yep. Fuck. Anyway, that's our show. Yeah. Uh, that's man, it. My baseball team is losing. Your baseball team is winning. So yes. Good job. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, I Thank wish you. I take a, take a lot of pride in my contributions to this team so <laughs> i wish that they had gained ground on the yankees then at least i could be kind of happy yeah i think that uh i think that um uh toronto won too yeah that's the thing you beat the white Sox 16 to 3 and the yankees beat baltimore 7 to 6 in 11 innings still one game yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about baseball. Yep. Well, but the thing is, so I know that we're going over here, but the uh, when the Red Sox have been going good, like Red Sox teams have always kind of been offensive teams. All of our yeah. are, have been offense first. 
teams because we play in Fenway Park. So you kind of have to be, right? Yeah. Um, but the when the Red Sox, like in their World Series runs, what the good Red Sox teams do is they'll start a series and they'll just get deep into the bullpen of the opposing teams. And then for the rest of the series, it's like you can kind of not do so well against the starting pitching. Once you get in the bullpen, the bullpen's tired, you know, because they've had to pitch, what, today, six innings already. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing that, I mean, I've noticed in the past, good Red Sox teams will, like, really make other teams have to throw a lot of pitches. And that yeah. really um, – that really – good for them so that's interesting because i've always been like well good pitching always wins like if you want a world series contender you have to have good starting pitching right you do but it doesn't mean you have to be a pitching first team you know that's fascinating i like that you know the idiots were not well, they had fucking Pedro Martinez. No, that wasn't. The, was that the idiots? The next 2013 was not a. Who was the best pitcher? Wait, it was Chris Sale wasn't on that team. No, Beckett maybe. Oh wow! Yeah. No, that was 2008. 2008 was the idiots, I think. I can't remember. I don't know. Uh, this is great. This is great podcasting. Yeah, we gotta move on. We got we gotta shut the shit down. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Up ostensibly a baseball podcast. Uh follow us on social media on Twitter at Dump on the Up. You can follow us on Facebook. We also have a WordPress blog, Dump on the Up. Uh, and an Instagram account. You can also listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever. For Sam, my name is Joel. Um, thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow. Sweet baby, I'm going to leave you and the time is wrong.